Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. song tonight our concert on the common you might hear it you might hear it liquid pleasure tonight and it's not look there's two versions of liquid pleasure there's kind of the small travel band but then there's the big 13 piece with the horns and the singing girls and that's what we got tonight it is gorgeous weather if you've been outside it is so nice today beautiful day across the east. I think a couple of pop-up showers that have lingered down at the coast this afternoon could impact uh, the docking of the uh, boats bringing in Marlins for the Blue Rock. But uh, by and large, it's just gorgeous right now. And uh, a perfect night. No rain in the forecast here for uh, Greenville. Uh, Mark Miller, our dear friend from uh, 107.9 WNCT, got our concert on the common tonight mark is uh with us uh here mark this time last week it, it was blowing sideways and <laughs> yeah yeah it's such, it's such a shame last week but hey the good news is that we actually rescheduled last week's band to next week but let's talk about today finally oh, yeah. a beautiful day well look at i'm actually getting photographed right now i think this is a video we got to be on video and radio right now, uh, live here at the Town Common. The day could not be better looking. The sun is shining. It is so pleasant out here. We got people already lining up, uh, getting their lawn chairs down, and getting ready for Liquid Pleasure, the ultimate party band right there. It is going to be uh, a real amazing experience tonight. It's been so long, Patrick, since we've had an opportunity to get together with our neighbors, right? And, and an opportunity to get together in the community and rock out some amazing music. Liquid Pleasure is going to blow people away tonight. We're so excited. Yeah, they got the, as I said, we were just saying, they've got the full 13-piece tonight. And uh, we got food trucks. We got beer trucks. Food trucks are lined all along uh, First Street. So bring your appetite, oh bring your beach There's chair. an amazing amount of uh, food trucks they've got here. we got the beer tents up here. The Kona Ice, my kids jumped at that as soon as they got out. Uh, everybody of any age is going to enjoy this show. It's been a long time. I think that's kind of the theme of tonight. We are hungry for this. I mean, literally hungry, that's fine. You got the food, but hungry for that experience of having music right in front of us in our community all together. I, I, man, it, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Here's what I think is also very cool. Like uh, tonight, if you want some beer, the uh, the junior league's involved with that, so that money's going to charity. Uh, and then uh, at the concert of the common tonight, Equipment Plus at East Carolina Tractor, stop by that tent because they've got a twenty dollar raffle ticket for a zero turn mower that's worth six grand. 
You pay yeah, twenty I'm bucks to right get next a... to it right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the raffle it's amazing. Are here, you can sign up for that. You have a chance to ride away in it. It is. That's a piece of machinery right there, man. That's exciting. Well, I mean, that's it's right that's, next to our tent. That's a six thousand dollar piece of machinery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable. And, and look, yes, it is. One one uh, raffle ticket, uh, twenty bucks. Three... You kind of go from tent to tent, and you'll find something different and something really special here. So. A lot yeah. waiting for you here at the town common. All right, so but hit, let me just get this plug in for the for the raffle ticket. One dollar or twenty dollars gets you one ticket. Three tickets for fifty right. bucks. Here's the great thing about this tonight, because I mean, again, this is a six thousand dollars zero turn mower. It's it's beautiful. Uh, every dollar donated tonight to our great friends at the Children's Miracle Network and the Maynard's Children's Hospital for that raffle. How cool is that? It's amazing. It's amazing, and I bet you they're going to get a lot because uh, just. You know, having brought it out here, uh, it, it's going to get some uh, oohs and ahs, and I think we're going to see a couple of twenty plunk down, and that's going to be that's going to be amazing. Far more yeah. amazing than uh, not being able to keep a twenty-six point lead. <laughs> but you know, who's talking sports right now? <clears throat> uh, Mark Miller, one hundred seven nine WNCT, <laughs> the award-winning morning host on one hundred seven nine WNCT. I'm going to I'm going to get to your Sixers in a minute here. Okay, so. <laughs> Don't We've got it. right the 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 band play starts playing at six. We got food yeah. trucks galore. I think six or seven different food trucks. There are the beer tents as you mentioned. Uh, there's a raffle for that great zero turn mower. We've got liquid pleasure tonight. Uh, Kenny, uh, the guy in the band, the heads of the band, his son played offensive line at ECU in the early 2000s. So he's a big Greenville guy. They're going to have the full band out tonight. Uh, if you're just looking to kind of kick the weekend off here a little early. Mark, this is the perfect way to do it, I'd have to say, right? It really is. We were actually talking to Kenny this morning, and he was talking about his son. He was talking about East Carolina. Uh, he was talking, we were like, what can we expect from this show? And he's like, we like to give you the unexpected. We're a soul band, but don't surprise, don't be surprised if we go from Snoop Dogg to Skinner. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty large <laughs> repertoire right there. So we're, we're very excited about that, yeah. They can play anything, and I mean, I've seen yeah. Liquid Pleasure so many times over the years at, at you know events like this, but also uh, at parties, and, and th I mean, they're just they're so versatile. It's it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, you brought it up. I wasn't gonna I wasn't <laughs> gonna go at you here, but what in the hell happened to your Sixers? They're up twenty six over the Hawks. Yeah, let me tell you first that I sound really happy right now, but yeah. in all reality, I am completely dead inside. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there over the past uh, four days. It has been uh, very traumatic for me. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. You want to start with the coach that has a history of this? You want to start with the point guard that won't shoot? You want to start with uh, another max contract player who's, who's uh, you know, shying away in, in clutch moments? I, I don't even know where to begin, man. Are they done? Oh, you know I'll be tuning in tomorrow night. I mean, <laughs> I mean literally they're not done, but um, right, I would imagine right. it's, hard to, it's hard to come back from something like that mentally. I don't think they're in a good place mentally. I, I, Mark, I, I just, was pretty clear last night. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think, Mark, you were, you're, we're just dead inside because we've been in radio for 20-some-odd years together. But <laughs> well, thanks, other to than them, that. thanks to them, I'm not in a good place <laughs> mentally. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Uh, well, hey, you've always got the Phillies, right? Yeah, oh, right. God. All right. <laughs> I am wearing my Phillies hat today. 
I think I, I would have worn my Sixers hat, but there have been too many jokes about me like choking on some of the food that I was about to order. Right. We can't have you do that. We can't have you do that. All right. Uh, Mark, our, our great friend Mark. All right, Mark, give us the hard sell. If you're sitting here right now and you're looking for something to do tonight with your family, concert on the common, 6 o'clock, it's free. It, that's the other thing. This is free. It's a great city prevent thank, uh, city event and, and IBX media event. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. That's right. We have so many people from uh, different businesses around town as well here. It's going to be amazing music that you can just plop down a, a lawn chair and listen to. Get your food, get your drinks, get your family and friends out. It's uh, it, it, last year we couldn't do this, and it had I feel like some for me not to be able to see live music was a very personal and tough thing. And yeah. uh, that's why I'm, I'm extra excited to be able to see it and enjoy it with all of you today. So let's get that going. All right. Concert on the Common. Liquid Pleasure. Tonight, 6 o'clock, everything gets underway. 6 until 9. Uh, and uh, the Ultimate Party Band. Liquid Pleasure. Look for Mark out there. Look for all of the uh, great sponsor tents out there as well. Hey, Mark, thanks a lot, man. And uh, have some fun tonight. Uh, will do. Will uh, the Sixers aren't playing, so definitely I will. <laughs> See you later. Uh, I love Mark. Mark's a good guy. Good Philly sports fan there. Boy, I, I think of him and I think of our guy, uh, Sean Brace, and uh, all of our other buddies up there at Fox Sports, the gambler, losing their minds. Well, the Phillies are having some trouble now, too. Bryce Harper's hurt. Gene Segura's hurt. Who's uh-huh. in the lead in the NL East? My New York Mets. Boy, did they beat the Cubs last night? I was watching a little bit of that. Did they end up uh, winning that game? Did the Cubs it doesn't salvage matter. Jacob DeGrom got hurt, so. Yeah, he not did, didn't he? the Mets. God, he was on such a roll, too. His ERA was below one, which is unbelievable. He had more RBI as a pitcher than he had allowed earned runs this year. Gosh. Hey, what, historical uh, so season. What's his injury? How long is he out for? They say it's a shoulder injury. They oh, say no, it's, it's just good. a soreness. That's not uh, they good, believe, ben. But we'll see. Yeah, he's had back injuries, shoulder injuries so far this year. They need to take it easy on him. Where's Thor when you need him? So, yeah, I mean, you're look, and my Cubbies were hot coming in, and, and they just got beat up on the first two games of the series. They had a rough so start think, this year, but they're, they're finally getting it together. No, first place Chicago Cubs for uh, parts of the year. I think they were in first going into this uh, series with the Mets, but uh, – Milwaukee's good, and uh, the Cardinals are, are headed in the wrong direction, but they're always dangerous. Hey, we got the U.S. Open going on as well. Brian Moll will be with us in a little bit. We're going to talk to him. Uh, we're giving, no. Oh, boy, lefty's blowing up. That makes what he did down in South Carolina that much more impressive. Uh, Brooks Kepka shoots 69, brother, in the opening round. He's two under and two shots off the lead. Uh, he, along with uh, Xander Shoffley and uh, three others, are a couple shots behind the leader. I have so, a feeling uh, we're going to be hearing about Shoffley here in a little bit. I, ca- I talked to Mole this morning, and I said, well, who do you like? He said Kepka, and he said Xander Shoffley. That's his guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Shoffley uh, just missed a long putt on our uh, vast bank of monitors uh, here in the studio. We, uh, we see where he just uh, missed a long putt, so he'll have another one uh, there, I think, to try to stay at two under. But Ben will update you closer to the bottom of the uh, hour. Uh, we're going to do our uh, giveaway today for, uh, speaking of concerts, uh, we've got a whole lot of tickets we're going to be giving away this summer to, to concerts uh, up in the Raleigh area at Walnut Creek. Uh, a couple of Red Hat Amphitheater concerts. They've got a neat little amphitheater in uh, downtown Raleigh. That's a pretty cool uh, uh, spot to see some uh, kind of mid-level shows. 
Uh, but we got old, uh, old Luke Bryan. Got a uh, giveaway for a pair of tickets there. And uh, we're going to throw in some Bo Hangalays, too. A little Bo Jangles gift card. Got some uh, of our last ones of those from our great friends at Bo Jangles. Uh, another version coming up today of the gas prices, right? We'll uh, give you a local gas price. We'll ask you how many gallons in your vehicle, uh, how, how many gallons it takes to fill it up. We'll uh, multiply that by the uh, gas station in Greenville that we choose, or in Winterville in this case. And uh, you tell us what costs more to fill up your car at that gas price or uh, another item. And uh, you're basically, you're guaranteed to win if you call in. So that's going to come up in a little bit. We want to give the, that away. Uh, the Cliff Godwood Watch, uh, really nothing new to report that I know of today. Um, you know, certainly uh, the reporting coming out of Louisiana still is that uh, both the uh, Ole Miss coach, Bianco, and uh, Coach Godwin will be the two that uh, LSU has seemed to honed in on and want to, to interview. So uh, I, we'll see if that happens. I'm sure there are plenty of pirates out there watching the, uh, the flight tracker, Ben, as you, we said yesterday, that is a little unsettling, but uh, welcome to 2021 in the age of the internet. Uh, a couple of pirates were also named All-Americans today, were they not, Ben? Uh, Norby and uh, Gavin Williams receiving more All-American honors. So that's uh, pretty cool stuff for pirate baseball. And uh, we will uh, have ECU uh, baseball uh, receive. I think the first time that they've received, uh, we've had play multiple players receive multiple All-American honors. It's pretty big stuff. Uh, all right. So, Ben, with more on that coming up, let's grab a break, Ben. Let's do that now, and then we'll come back, and we'll play the gas prices right for Luke Bryan tickets to Walnut Creek in July. Late July, the concert is. Also, uh, some Bojangles. If you call, you're basically guaranteed to win. 252-561-GAME, uh, 252-561-4263. Uh, give us a call, Patrick Johnson Show. Hope we'll uh, have somebody to participate in that. Uh, but concert tickets, it's going to be the season of giveaways as far as uh, the summer goes here on 94.3 The Game. Your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan or take your lady. That'll score you some points. Boys, you can go to some football games or play some golf uh, if you take your uh, lovely bride or girlfriend to uh, a Luke Bryan concert. They'll love it. Trust me. Uh, so give us a call. Caller will play next. The uh, gas price is right. We also have some ECU uh, news uh, that Ben will update you on a little later on, and uh, we'll update you on throughout the show, Brian Mall. But give us a call. We'll play the gas prices right on this concert on the Commons uh, Thursday, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263 on the PJ Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. We want more. Like, you really like it. We right. want more. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball, 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. Oh, big head. Luke Bryan. I might sit down on my dime, run, play, tailgate, put in my country ride, hip hop, mixtape, little Conway and little T-Pain, might just make it rain. You can hang your T-shirt on. All right, tickets on the line to uh, see Luke Bryan in concert late July. Also, some Bojangles. Matt and G. Vegas is uh, our caller, our player today of the gas prices. Right, hit the music, Ben. 
All right. Matt, you got me? I'm here, Patrick. All right, Matt. Matt, uh, are you familiar with the rules of the gas prices right? I, I think I am, but it might help to explain them. Matt, you make the host look good, and that's why you are in this position today. We're going to give you a gas price of regular unleaded at a gas station in Pitt County. And we're going to multiply that price per gallon by the amount of gallons in your vehicle to fill it up. And then we're going to ask you what costs more, to fill up your vehicle at that price or another item. And whatever one you guess correctly, you're a winner. you got to get two of these. Are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. All right. We're going to go with the Sam's Club in Winterville. Are you familiar? I am. Okay. Two six, two sixty-five. $2.65 to fill up or to uh, per gallon right now is what it costs. How many gallons does it take to fill up your vehicle, Matt? 30 gallons. Oh, Lord. So $79.50 at that price is what I got. Does that sound right? Sounds right to me. All right. Two sixty-five by thirty gallons, seventy-five, seventy-nine fifty. All right, Matt. What costs more to fill up your gas tank at the Sam's Club in Winterville, seventy-nine fifty, or Fan Zone ECU football tickets? The Fan Zone in the upper deck. What costs more? I'm gonna say my my tank of gas costs more than. Oh Fan Zone tickets. no, no, Ben. The price is wrong. $99 for a fan zone ticket. All right. That's all right, Matt. You're still in the game. Still got a shot. Are you familiar with uh, another one of our prizes today, Bojangles? I am all about some Bojangles, Patrick. So Bojangles has a 20-piece chicken mill where you can get five regular breasts, five thighs, five legs, five wings. There's any combination in there. A 20-piece chicken meal. It's kind of like you got fixins, a couple half gallons of tea. It's in the big Bojangles camo box. So it's like one of those things that you could, uh, you know, take to a tailgate, right? Does it cost more? Does it cost more? To get one of those Bojangles 20-piece chicken meals or to fill up your vehicle at the Sam's Club in Winterville? I hope it costs more to fill up my truck than for a 20-piece chicken meal. You are correct. That is correct. All right. 42 bucks for the 20-piece meal. All right, so you got one. So we were talking earlier today about Amusement parks amongst ourselves, DJ Squirrelbot, Ben, myself, we were all kind of talking about, you know, what, it, like, do you have a favorite amusement park you go to? Uh, you got Carowinds. Have Carowinds. You ever been to, yeah. have you, so you've been to Carowinds, right? I have. So I went, I went to the Carowinds website and I looked up how much it would cost to get two tickets just to go to Carowinds, not to that other park, just Carowinds. So two tickets to go to Carowinds. It's close. Does it cost more to fill up your vehicle at Sam's Club in Winterville 
or two tickets to Carowinds. It's very close. Which one costs more? I'm going to I'm gonna say two tickets to Carowinds cost more than my tank of gas. Give it to him, Ben. That is correct. You are correct by $5. Wow. 84 awesome. bucks. 84 bucks. This guy's clutch. That was clutch. That was clutch. He's got a big, big vehicle to fill up. All right, Matt and Greenville, you are the winner of the Gas Price is Right, the second annual edition, or second uh, edition, not annual, but second edition. Uh, that sounded Perfect. good. Thank though. you, Patrick. Yeah. All right, so Matt, you got two tickets to see Luke Bryan. I'm assuming you're you got a significant other. I do have a wonderful wife. Okay. She she likes Luke Bryan, right? She does, absolutely. Yeah. These these are the things we have to do as men, but that's cool. That's cool. As long as the wife's happy. Ben, you'll learn this one. It's a great price to go, right? Well, hey, you can't beat the price, and you know what you got? A little Bojangles action to go along with it. So there you go. Uh, congratulations, Matt. Does ben, you got all his info? I do. He's set. All right. All right, Matt. Hey, congratulations, buddy. Take care, and thanks for listening, and thanks for taking part in the gas prices, right? All right, thanks there he goes. Matt. All right, see you, buddy. Matt from Greenville. Good for him, Ben. Good for him. For him, he's set. He's got some Bojangles. He's got some Luke Bryan. Going to keep the wife happy. This man's got it figured out. And we know that if he goes to Sam's Club in Winterville right now, he could fill up for 80 bucks to go drive up to got monster Luke truck. concert and back. <laughs> he's got a big truck. There's no you know doubt. he's clutch also. That was pretty good. I, I really like the gas prices right. I think we'll do that again next week. Good time. Yeah, it's good fun. All right. Uh, there you go, Ben. Didn't exactly uh, rail it down slowly, Ben, there, but you just dragged That's good. That's There's enough of that. It's enough of the gas prices right music. Uh, did you see who, um, I guess, uh, you know, we're getting to that time of the year. Uh, by the way, Phil Steele's going to be on with us tomorrow. Did I mention that at the beginning of the show, Ben? Phil Steele has his uh, magazine out. In fact, they've got a whole new printer that they're working with. So the magazines are out much more quickly than they are even in normal years in the past. So they're taking orders right now. Uh, what a great Father's Day gift. They can get it out to you very quickly. Maybe not in time for Father's Day, but hey, you can let dear old dad know that, hey, we got a couple of uh, Phil Steele magazines we're going to be, uh, or a Phil Steele magazine we're going to get for you. I, I might do that with the coach, get him a Phil Steele magazine. You know, he likes that thing. So that might be his Father's Day gift this year. I'll order him a magazine. Because uh, that's chock full of goodness. Everything you need to know. Uh, but anyway, Athlon Sports, are you familiar with that outfit, Ben? They have. Uh, I've heard of them. I'm put, aware of them. Steve Lassen putting out his American Athletic Conference football predictions today. We've got it linked up on uh, 943thegame.com's Twitter and Facebook. You know, I read this article. Go ahead. I thought it was a pretty good article, though. I mean, I, everything he wrote in it made sense to me. I think some of the middle of the pack I'm not real sure about. but I thought it was funny uh, he, he had up-and-coming coaches and he put Luke Fickle. <laughs> so, like, I think he's already well, there, bud. Uh, well, I, I think they mean – I think the guys who voted for Fickle were meaning it in the sense of on the national scene. Yeah, of course. But I get what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> Fickle, at least in the American, Luke Fickle's kind of arrived. Um, Cincinnati, of course, picked to, to win it, and, and they have this great offense – uh, that, 
you know, Desmond Ritter, I mean, let's just face it. He's coming back for his senior year. They did lose the Dokes kid at running back, but they've got Jerome Ford, who who looks like he'll be somebody who's going to be able to fill in and just be another star at running back. I did notice this, Ben. Athlon is really big on Gus Malzahn to UCF. I mean, really big. I, I'm a little surprised they're so big on it. I'm a little surprised they didn't pick him ahead of Cincinnati, to be honest with you. Are they big SEC lovers? They love the SEC? Well, they just, they really were big on this Malzahn thing uh, to UCF. So they got UCF second, Houston third, SMU fourth. This is where I start to go. Eh. Hey, we smacked SMU. We smacked the SMU. You know, SMU, they got Sonny Dykes. They've got a freshman quarterback. They don't have Shane Michelle Le- anymore. No, Jim Levitt is. They hired him as a coordinator. That's a slam dunk hire. Former South Florida coach. Jim Levitt's done some big things as a defensive coordinator in his time. And then they got Tulane fifth. I almost would flip SMU and Tulane. Really? You're that high on Tulane, huh? I'm really big on Tulane. Uh, I like, I think Willie Fritz is a heck of a coach. Um, you know, they got a, they got a new situation. With uh, a play caller with, uh, on uh, the offensive coordinators new. But, I mean, they've got Michael Pratt, and I thought he was amazing last year. He was great. I think he was a freshman, too. Yeah, he was a true freshman. Um, I think they've got a couple of good running backs, Spears and Carroll. Uh, the defense for the Green Wave is a lot more impressive than I think they get credit for. Uh, I think they've got a new coordinator there. So there will be a little bit of newness for the two-lane green wave, but I, I just, I really, I, and Levitt's big time, but I just, I, I think there's a lot of questions with a new quarterback for SMU. And, and let's face it, as you've said, when we have seen SMU as ECU uh, fans, that is, that's not been a very impressive outfit. I mean, the Pirates played him tough down in Dallas two years ago. Last year, it was very, uh, well, last year, ECU handled him, manhandled. Tulsa sixth, and I, and again, this is kind of I, I would almost say I put Tulsa Mem- higher. I know. Well, yeah, Memphis seventh. I mean, I I, I do think maybe four through seven. It, it wouldn't surprise me how the, the that that four those four teams could finish in any order, and it wouldn't surprise me. How about you? Well, yeah, I'm a little surprised with Memphis. I actually forgot all about them. I mean, Memphis, another really great program, had a down year last year, but you would think they would bounce back. Uh, the, hey, that's tough. Uh, where do they have Houston in all this? Well, they had Houston third. Ah, uh, okay, all right. I and, think it's a little high, but uh, we'll see. Well, and and, I, and I, might, I might even say this: I think you could take three, four, five, six, and seven, at least in this Athlon preseason with Flip Houston, he, uh, Houston, SMU, Tulane, Tulsa, and Memphis, and I, and I think you could. It wouldn't surprise me how how those five, uh, uh, if they finish in that order or if they finish, in as you say, flip them or in a different order. I could see them the exact opposite. I, I agree with you. Maybe maybe even uh, Tulsa a little higher than Memphis, but I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Hey, we beat Tulsa, though. So They did. Pirates <laughs> did beat Tulsa uh, to the naked eye, just not on the field. Uh, East, East Carolina picked eighth 
And they kind of, the way they talk about ECU, they feel like the Pirates are probably a, a bowl team this year. Really great things to say about ECU. I was a little surprised. Usually the the national sports media is not very high on ECU. They kind of overlook them and don't they, they, they don't take much of a second look or a third look at them. They just kind of see, okay, ECU, that's a team I know that's been crummy for years. And uh, let's just throw them at the bottom of the list. Bottom three, Navy 9. This is according to Athlon Sports, USF 10, Temple 11. I'm I'm – I'm in line with that. How about I you? I agree with that, yeah. That's pretty so accurate. So I, th- I think the Pirates could finish a tad higher than eighth. You know, you it just you don't know. You gotta they're gonna be better. I think it's possible. Nothing's set in stone when it comes to Houston and Tulane. I think they're a little bit more volatile when it comes to that four through seven spot more than anyone. See, I, Houston, I could get. I, I just, I'm big on Tulane. I think they're solid. I got you. They had Patrick Johnson up there, got drafted. <laughs> they lost Patrick Johnson, but, but I mean, their defense, I thought on the back end last year was pretty good. Of course, it was greatly aided by Johnson and some of the other guys they had up front. But I mean, their their offensive line was physical. They have great running backs. They have guys that can catch passes. And I just, I thought the quarterback was sensational last year. What they don't talk about when it comes to Tulane is they're kind of built in the trenches when it comes to their offensive yeah, absolutely. line, defensive line. That's where they kind of absolutely. make their money, yeah. make their bread there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what makes them so tough. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm a little higher on Tulane than they would be. Houston, I'm a little, uh, you know, again, I could, I could see that. And, and if ECU is healthy and the offensive line plays well and the offensive line can come along and stay healthy, I, I think you've got a real chance to be – uh, in that mix, and, and, but I mean, I look at it as could ECU go bowling as the eighth place finisher? That's probably a big ask, unless the league is just you know one of those everybody kind of beats up on everybody, save Cincinnati and and uh, UCF. Yeah, it's going to be a deal where you're going to have to play really good in non-conference. Oh, uh, you got to get you got to get two or three in there. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't think there's any two ways about that. At I, least, yeah. The pirate least. Con- pirate schedule non conference in the in the conference. It's all very tough. It yeah, really is very tough schedule. <clears throat> uh, Phil Mickelson putting for birdie, and he will miss this. So I think he's about to wrap up his round. He's going to uh, finish if he knocks in this putt for par four over. Uh, ben, you got an update on uh, what's going on in California with the Open, but everything else that's going on. If you're ready, go ahead and take it away ahead of Brian Mull joining us here to talk some golf. Thanks, Patrick. We start part baseball as the marquee players continue to rack up accolades. Gavin Williams, Connor Norby, and Seth Cadell all being honored by multiple outlets. Norby earned the Bobby Bragging Collegiate Slugger Award for the nation's best hitter, along with becoming an American Baseball Coaches Association first team all-region selection. That's a mouthful. A second team National Baseball Collegiate Writers Association All-American and a Baseball America first team All-American. Gavin Williams took home first team All-America honors from the College Baseball Writers Association, a Baseball Coaches Association First Team Honor and a Baseball America First Team All-American. Wrapping up the honors of catcher Seth Goodell, who claimed the American Coaches Association Second Team Honors. From local high school baseball, a number of local schools advanced to the second round of the NCHSAA playoffs. And 2A 16-seeded North Pitt advances to about a nice seed at East Bladen. And 3A 13-seeded Jay Trose will move on and match up against Southeast Guilford. And third-seeded D.H. Conley will take on six-seeded Ashboro. From Major League Baseball, a number of big-time injuries will start with Ace Jacob DeGrom, who exited 
Houston early yesterday in the Mets game against the Cubs after three perfect innings with some shoulder soreness. As it stands, the team and DeGrom are pretty confident that it's nothing more than just soreness. Houston Astros slugger Alex Bregman left their game against the Rangers due to a strained quadricep. The team expects him to be out for a while. And the Phillies will be without Gene Segura for three weeks due to a groin strain. And Bryce Harper is day-to-day with a back issue. From the Big Rock Tournament, a pretty active day-to-day, especially compared to yesterday. Natural still remains the leader of the 521-pounder. We have a new number two as the outnumbered. Weighed one in at 512 pounds, followed by following seas with 449 pounds. And a new, boy, a new boat on the boards and dancing outlaw with a 419-pounder from the PGA Tour. Not looking good for Phil Mickelson. He finished the day four over, tied for 62nd. In the current lead, Russell Henley, four under, finished the day at four under, followed by Francisco Molinari, who's three under, and tied up with Rafa Cabrera-Bello with three under through 14. Moving on to the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes finally extended head coach Rod Brendamore for three years. And for men's tennis, Rafael Nadal was set out Wimbledon and the Tokyo Olympics for rest and recovery. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. We return to look at the U.S. Open with Brian Moe after this quick timeout. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Twenty-first U.S. Open, Tory Pines, San Diego. Henley, the leader at four under. Uh, we're talking a little golf with our guy Brian Mull, Caddy Network. Brian also about to get on that blue ribbon beat. Going to be in Greenville here soon. Uh, at BG Mull on Twitter, follow him there. Lots of good golf content. Uh, my guy, uh, Lefty, blew up. So did Fairway Jesus. A couple of my favorite players, Tommy Fleetwood. Kind of blew up today. Uh, Mole, how's it going? Life's good, Patrick. Uh, I hope everything is going well. Uh, nice, nice choice on the intro music, by the way. Well, we, we always like to give you a little. Like we always bad. like to go with some Mole Jam. What's What Panic song is that? What is that? That's uh, Porch Song. Okay. Is that one of your faves? That's a great one, yeah. One of the classics okay. off their very first album, yeah. The bass player, what's that dude's name? Dave Scholes. I, I, I think I've do this. You know, we get those Facebook memories that pop up. But I interviewed Dave Scholes a few years ago, back in the morning, Ra- the mid morning, the mid morning Raleigh show. No, he was a, a heck of a guy. On that mid morning yeah. show, I had great leeway. I could interview all kinds of people, and we interviewed Dave Scholes. He was great. I think we even talked some sports with him. He's great. Uh, yeah, lives out in Northern California now, but spent a lot of time in Athens, uh, Richmond native. And, uh, you know, he had a, <clears throat> he's very well read, very articulate. He says that bass players in general don't have a lot of friends and aren't very social, so they just read a lot. <laughs> I can see that. All right. Uh, DeChambeau's getting ready to team. Boy, Bryson DeChambeau's all smiles, shaking hands, kissing babies. Waving to the fans? Could this be a little DeChambeau crowd? 
could this be the Shambo crowd out there in California or what? Uh, I mean, I think they'll back a winner out there. I mean, San Diego, they've been, uh, they've been looking for a winner for a long time. In San Diego, <laughs> I mean. But I mean, I, I'm, I, we've got it on one of the vast bank of monitors here. And I mean, I'm not lying to you. They're, they're giving him a plot. He's waving, he's smiling. He's, he's fist bumping kids. I mean, this is, this is, uh, I, I, I've always found Bryson DeChambeau intriguing. And you could tell a lot about a guy by the people who don't like him. And some of the people in the media that don't like him, I don't like them. So automatically I'm rooting for DeChambeau because of that. <laughs> He's an interesting, uh, complex fellow, but I don't think anyone can, uh, you know, discredit or overlook the amount of work, the volume of work that he's put in uh, to try to get better. And uh, I think that's something that his peers respect and uh, probably a lot of them wouldn't have had the guts or nerve to do or the ability. And look, he's a guy that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a fog machine out there this morning, uh, you know, to, 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 to test and, and evaluate, uh, measure how far his ball goes in the fog. The Marine layer has already been a factor in this U.S. Open with the length yeah, of delay early this morning. Yeah, delayed it by 80 or 90 minutes. Uh, Brooks Kepka two under, so he's a couple shots off the lead. I think he's done for the day. Uh, this was Brad Faxon on uh, PGA Tour Radio talking about uh, the Kepka and uh, DeChambeau rivalry. Uh, and uh, kind of likened it to... Uh, you know, boxing pay-per-view kind of hype. So uh, this was on a show there. This is Brad Faxon talking about this. I just want to get your reaction to the end part of this. Uh, go ahead and play that, Ben. That's exactly what's happening with Kepka and, and DeChambeau here. More people are knowing about this kind of little fight. It, it, it's kind of become a little bit of a Vegas sort of situation here. And I found out last night that the USJ actually did call Bryson DeChambeau and his agent to ask him if they would be okay with that, and Bryson declined. Do you believe that? I do not. No, I do not think that. Uh, I do not think that the USGA or the PGA Tour or the Royal and Ancient or the PGA of America or the people at Augusta National or anybody else that are running golf tournaments are or nor should they be consulting anyone about tee times. Um, it's their and job to put together the tee, the right. tee times uh, for Thursday and Friday. Uh, they have traditions that they follow in the U.S. Open. As far as pairing, uh, you know, typically with the current British Open champion and the U.S. Amateur champion, and uh, various ways that they do it at all the other tournaments that that, that makes sense. But uh, I I don't think we should ever reach a point where the committee or the organizations are consulting the players or their agents about who they want to play with or don't want to play with. Look, you're in the field. There's 156 people. I mean, there's some people that uh, you're not going to get paired with a qualifier if you're Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka. Um, you're going to be paired with, you know, champions of some sort, either amateur or professional. And uh, you, uh, you know, you just come, you take it, and and you tee off, and you go play. And then on the weekend, based on your score, you could play with anybody in the field who's still who's still around. So that's just how golf always has been, and ho hopefully is staying forever. I, I don't. No offense to Brad Faxon, I don't, but I think he got bad information. We got uh, Brian Mull with us here, Caddy Network, lots of other outlets covering uh, the PGA Tour. Uh, DeChambeau teeing off with his group now. Uh, U.S. Open being played out at Torrey Pines. That means primetime golf. I think they ought to try to play this or the PGA, either one, every year on the West Coast. One of those needs to be a West Coast event uh, because I think golf in primetime 
especially this time of year, makes total sense. Uh, today was a day that you could uh, not win the tournament, but you could sure as hell uh, get yourself uh, out of the weekend. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you have to get off to a good start. Uh, you know, Webb Simpson, unfortunately, is uh, – I can see why he has not played at Torrey Pines since 2011. He obviously does not like the golf course and a, a very uncharacteristic uh, round in the high 70s for him, which puts his cut streak in jeopardy. Uh, Tony Finau also not off to a great start. A pre-season, you know, pre-tournament favorite for, for a lot of people. Victor Hovland struggling a little bit. Now, they're not completely out of it, but they're going to have to get it back close to even par by tomorrow. Uh, one thing to remember in a U.S. Open is a lot of times your lowest round of the week is on Thursday, especially the guys who play Thursday morning and get the golf course in relatively benign conditions. And then uh, the course that, that you know Kepka and Shoffley and, and, and Russell Henley will see tomorrow afternoon will be much firmer, drier. Uh, they'll, they'll be putting on bumpier greens because of the way this poana grows during the day. And they will, uh, you know, have a, have a stern test to, to even match par in that round. So uh, we'll, we'll, you know, after 36 holes, we'll have a good idea. But uh, anybody who played poorly this morning is really behind the eight ball tomorrow afternoon. By the way, he will be considered Charlotte's Webb Simpson today rather than Raleigh's Webb Simpson. That's, that's kind of how the triangle sports media rolls when it comes to Webb Simpson, by the way. He's, he's playing well. He's in contention. He's Raleigh's Webb Simpson. Wake if, Forest? Uh, no, Wake Forest. If he, well, if he's, if he's even, he's Wake Forest because they're kind of bland and that's kind of even. But if he blows <laughs> up, it's Charlotte's Webb Simpson. That's kind of how that works. Uh, by the way, DeChambeau's tee shot finds sand as he uh, begins his uh, round. So uh, that going on right now out on the uh, West Coast. Uh, I mean, this is one of the iconic uh, places to hold uh, any any just their normal stop on the tour it's iconic but uh, to hold a, a major here is is totally iconic at, at Torrey Pines and it's a public course so I mean uh, that that's one of the kind of the cool things about the the U.S. Open in particular they'll play those courses including Torrey Pines yeah they've done a great job of that uh, between Aaron Hills and Chambers Bay and of course Beth Page Black which has now been kind of commandeered by the PGA of America and they'll be holding some of their championships there going yeah. forward but Mm-hmm. Uh, credit to the USGA in the last decade or so for, for taking their championship out beyond the private country club to, to courses that we can, uh, all play, uh, if, you know, we're willing to, to wait in line or, or, or do what, what's necessary, book a tee time well in advance. And then, uh, they're, they're veering away from that model a bit here in the immediate future as they're kind of tightening up their rotation. But we are fortunate, uh, not only in, you know, in North Carolina, but, uh, to have Pinehurst, which, uh, you know, for a fee, certainly, uh, you know, it's, it's not free, but, uh, can be played by anyone as well, which, uh, you know, anyone who plays golf in the state should, should try to get there once in their life. And, uh, you know, with, with multiple U.S. Opens coming to Pinehurst in the future, uh, terrific. And, and yeah, uh, this golf course, not many prettier places that I've ever been. Uh, just absolutely uh, look, looking down at La Jolla there in the afternoon. Or, uh, it's really it's really special. Uh, Brian Mole, Caddy Network, is uh, with us here. Your boy Xander Schauffele uh, fired a 269, brothers. So he is, uh, he is in fourth place right now, uh, uh, a log jam there. If uh, you had to, uh, you know, and I know we've got guys out on the course, guys who have finished up their round, but – uh, if you had to pick uh, guys that are going to finish in the upper half of this, like you do for the Caddy Network with your picks column and all that, 
uh, who do you like right now? And, and you know, you obviously you could revise it based on what you saw today. Yeah, I mean, pre-tournament, I was very high on Shoffley and Kepka. I had both those guys in my top three, and certainly nothing I saw today uh, changed that opinion of them. Uh, Kepka looked very solid, tee to green. Uh, let a couple opportunities slip coming down the stretch, but still, anytime you can shoot in the 60s in the U.S. Open, that's a great round. And same with Shoffley. He was very solid driving the ball uh, long and straight and giving himself a lot of opportunities, looks comfortable on the greens. And uh, with his, you know, he's played in four U.S. Opens, never finished worse than sixth. So you certainly would think that he's going to hang around. I mean, he's proven that he is a guy uh, with a couple, t- you know, near misses at the Masters as well, that, that he's a guy who can who can handle the heat for four days. Uh, in the afternoon wave uh, today, I really think Dustin Johnson is is as under the radar as he's been. And, you know, he's brought that on himself with some poor play, missing the cut at the Masters and the PGA. But I, I saw some signs from him last week at Congaree. He finished 10th at a late triple bogey that kind of killed his chances. But he was hitting a lot of iron shots at the flag, close to the hole. And that's kind of what he was doing, you know, last fall and um it, when he was winning and won the Masters and, and went on that run for two or three months where he won several times and had a couple of other good opportunities. So I, f- I feel like his game is, is really good. And, uh, again, I mean, here's a guy who who has proven what he can do in the majors, uh, you know, winning two of them and having a ton of close calls. And uh, he, he's not going to be overmatched ever by any golf course, particularly this one. So I would I would imagine that uh, the DJ and um, – We'll, we'll be up there at the end, and, and it'll be interesting to see. Terrell Hatton and Matt Fitzpatrick, a couple of Englishmen, both had good rounds. They've both been playing well. Uh, I, I think they'll be around by the end end of the week as well. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's going to be very interesting to see. But so far, as of right now, I haven't torn up my pre-tournament picks. I'm pretty happy with it. Thankfully, the NBC's got this thing, thing back, and it's off Fox. I mean, whew. That's, a, that was that's some- an improvement. Yes. God, those were some rough years, were they not? Yeah, and I and I think Golf Channel. I was giving them a hard time earlier on on the social medias about their commercials, but I think they were kind of in a lull with uh, some of the marquee names, and they were trying to cram them all in there before you have <laughs> uh, you know Matsuyama and DeChambeau and yeah, uh, you know some of the some of the fo- folks that people want to watch here in the evening, and then we'll transition into NBC a little bit later. But uh, should be uh, you know. This is this is a fun tournament to watch because there's there's always a few un, unheralded players. There's always a few you know un, unsuspected players who, who will pop up on the leaderboard early. But but generally by Sunday afternoon you've got a, a just a great leaderboard. All right, uh, that was a snort there on my part. My gracious. All right, uh, Brian, thanks. Uh, good to talk to you, my my friend. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try to catch up with you next week. We'll figure it out. And get a day where we get you on. Maybe Wednesday next week. Uh, we'll talk a little golf and uh, anything else going on. Always a pleasure, Patrick. Thanks. Thanks so much. Take care. Uh, all right. There he goes. Uh, our guy, Brian Mull, Caddy Network. Follow him on Twitter at BG Mull. Uh, we'll be back and we'll wrap things up on this uh, Thursday edition of the PJ Show. Set you up for tomorrow next. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. 
In rural North Carolina, vibrant main streets depend on a thriving agricultural economy. Research at NC State improves the products our farmers raise and grow. NC State Extension brings that research from labs to fields in all 100 counties, which means growth for rural North Carolina. At NC State, what we think and do helps grow local economies. Discover how NC State and Extension work for you. Visit wegrownc.ncsu.edu. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Fun episode of the show today, wouldn't you say, Ben? Hey, there's a lot happening, a lot going on. Good show, and then uh, your boy gets uh, signed for three more years, Rod Brindamore. They did the Hurricanes. No, absolutely they did. Should have been done sooner. Absolutely it should have been. But uh, here we are. Rod Brindamore, three more years in Carolina at least. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Check in with Bethany Bradshaw. She'll be down at the coast. Big Rock, big active day there. Big Rock TV. A lot of boats coming in. And then uh, Phil Steele will be with us tomorrow. Brand new 2021 magazine. uh, Available for order. So we'll talk to Phil Steele. And... uh, tell you how you can get his magazine tomorrow when he uh, joins us and you join us for the Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks to Brian Moe. Congrats to our winner. Thanks to Mark Miller. Uh, Ben, as always, great job. See you tomorrow.